Yo, this is, uh, I don't know when this is going to air. It'll air soon. We yeah, probably, do... probably next week. It's next week. So by the time you heard this, you already came to the show. We just did a beer wax. I played some crazy beats. Alaska was freestyling for 45 minutes with, with masks on his face. <laughs> and with a strobe light. You know what I mean? See, so testing his skills. Castro was there. He, his voice got very aggressive within four minutes of picking up a microphone, slaughtering cats, having fun. It was a great event. Thank you all for coming. Call out culturists. Call it was culturists. real. It was great. Yeah, man. And all the beats I played are not for sale. So if you were there, don't ask me that. They're for my <laughs> people. I don't sell shit. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Earl Sweatshirt. I don't sell shit. I don't go outside. <laughs> There's a trick. I make. That's true. So, yeah, we're going to talk about... So, the last show we did was the the albums of the decade. It was a tight list. Feelings yeah. were heard on Twitter. Um, this 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 would be a little bit more interesting because we're picking the artists at a decade. And right before we started recording, Castro brought up a great point saying, what if somebody was hot from, like, 2010 to 2015 and kind of cooled off? Likewise, what if someone picked up steam... 2014, 15, 16, and just let it off the last two, three years. Like, how do we evaluate that? Well, that's why we're professionals and you're listening to this cool shit. Pretty much. So artists, artists at the dead. We're professionals, man. Don't do this, man. We're, uh, so we're going to let it off. Um, Alaska, why, why don't you go first, man? I like, I like your list. All right. Um, well, I'm going to start with my number three. And my number three is... I don't know if he's more famous as a producer than he is as a rapper. Um, but it is Detroit's very own Black Milk. Great pick. Black Milk had a fucking killer decade. It's one of those those decades that you don't realize it until you look back on it. And you just see the type of work that he had put in over the past 10 years. That's you know, you because no one cares. Wow. Black Milk. Wow. Or, no, that's because people people are wrong. Half decade Correct. or his year. Who wow. cares? I don't wow. care. But I'm not going to muddy up these waters yet. I like That's my phrase. But I really don't care because he's wow. very inconsequential. There's no, wow. there's no accounting for bad taste. But since 2011, he has dropped Black and Brown with Danny Brown. He cool has record. dropped Synth or Soul. He dropped the epic, the epic No Poison, No Paradise. I'm looking at the vinyl right now. Glitches in the break in 2014. If there's a hell below in 2014. Great record. The Rebellion Sessions in 2016. Fever in 2018. Dive in 2019. The dude just drops heat every year, and every year it's different. The vibe fucking kills. He finds these, like, dark insanely dark and moody instrumentals mm-hmm. that aren't dark and moody the way you think of like underground rap where it's just like some fucking dude with a scratchy piece of vinyl and a couple crusty drums the shits yes. are rich and lush but it's just like Clean. the darkness of your soul and like it really just is gorgeous stuff and then as a rapper he's not he's what you so would much consider better. typically the best rapper but he's really good he's good in the way that Pete Rock is good as a rapper he knows what to do over his beats he doesn't try to do too much he nope. does exactly the perfect amount. He finds the perfect pockets every time. The dude is just brilliant. I mean, I just put on his stuff and I immediately start rhyming to myself. And Yo, for me, bro. as as a producer, that's the highest compliment. He's his 
like I loved him from early on, like Sound of the City, um, Ring the Alarm, Broken Wax, all that, and then get into Tronic and Elect mixtape, all that, and then mm-hmm. you know all the Slum Village stuff he was doing, then all the beats he was doing for other people. And he was like kind of like the it guy for like oh seven oh eight, like the new producer dude. Everybody was getting on their songs. Yep. And then, I, but I always thought like you know his rhyming was just kind of like catching the vibe and flowing in the studio. Nothing like great, but like nothing terrible. You know, he just was kind of like, I'm making the beat. I know the pockets of the beat. I'm gonna lay something down. And then once he hit, because um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like album of the year. And then he did, he did the the guilty was that what the random axe joint with Sean Price and them. And I was like, all right, these beats are cool. But he did that Cal. You ever hear that Cal Troy project he did with Bishop Lamont? No. So that was when I first saw like Black Milk could do like different stuff. He could do like yeah. club joints, West Coast joints, mid, you know, double time joints. But yo, that poison, no poison, no paradise. I always say it was the Castro because Castro was in love with on. What's that Roots album you love? Undone. Castro. Un- Undone. Undone. Yeah, you love that joint. And what I said to him is always those those string of like kind of dour roots albums which were all like concept albums in a row yep he did that better than all of them on no poison no paradise it's a concept yeah no album. poison no paranoid paradise is just a fucking classic to me it's and that's unbelievable that he sort of like went back into the detroit electronic shit right yep sort of like to create create the sound based on that shit like the i guess yep. like the 90s uh detroit era electronica music and it's just it's so that. fucking killer man if you listen to to dismal Oh. The beat on that shit is possibly one of the best beats of the decade. It's definitely a top five beat of the decade for me. Hola, how you go from being on to having no riches? Holes all in your phone to having no bitches. Used to be high roller. Now look how you sitting thinking that your life is over. Out here trying to make a living. Told my conscience shut the fuck up. Trying yeah, to I think, I think, I think Hell Below is like a little bit of a step down, but then Glitches in a Break is one of the best EPs ever. Mm-hmm. That joint is crazy. Like he's, yeah. he's just settled in a space where like he's not the new hot guy and he's also not like weird. No. So he's not like a weird knob twiddling like L.A. cool beat guy, but he also like gets better and always experiments every record. Like none of his yeah. stuff is no back to back records. Like oh, it's the same as the one from three years ago. No, it's kills. Yeah. It just kills. So yeah, that's my that number dive three joint. Thing. That dive joint. I remember like the first three four joints. I'm like, oh, this is actually wild corny. This sounds yeah. like he's trying to be on like Spotify playlists. And then the second half of the album, he just flips it. I was like, woo, he still got it. He's, yep. and you can hear me rhyming on a black milk beat on the Verse Mega project. Me and Stickman from Dead Prez, go check that joint. Verse Mega, me, Stickman on a black milk beat. So go peep that joint. I checked nice. it off the list. I can quit rap. I rap on a black milk beat. I'm out. <laughs> we, we could drop drop that joint at the end of the episode. Shit. We could drop that joint. That's a good song. Uh, Black Milk, great call. I don't think anybody is really thinking about him, artist of the decade. But yeah, his catalog is wild. Nah. When you just step back. Yeah, I just you know it was one of those things. Like I kind of picked him for that reason because mm. it was like he he's a dude that actually had a real strong decade, and nobody's talking about him. Yep, I think he's at the stage of like like I said, his excellence is boring. His consistency is like stale to people. Yeah. And he's and he's never been like again like aside from like his first couple of years he's not like the hot guy anymore. No. So, but the shit is hot. So, if you guys don't like black milk, delete this podcast, and then go buy. I cannot listen. delete my own podcast. I'm a member. You should try. I, 
Yo, yeah. oh, please. I don't like Don't worry, we're just going to mute no you reason. for the whole thing, and they're just going to be massive likes. It don't matter. There's likes. no reason for me to like them. All of those things you were mentioning, I literally have listened to none of it or retained any of it. Well, now, what, what's your ridiculous reasoning for not liking him based on something from 15 years ago? What is it? No, it's not. It's not. He just, he just <laughs> outlived his usefulness to me. After, um, after about Tronic, I was cool. That was about it for me. I mean, he just, you know, I, I didn't check him at all in the aughts because I kind of confused him with Aloe Black mm. oh, based on uh, having Black in his name. And I was like, eh, no, nah, I'm not fucking with this. Yo, Aloe Black was just Aloe in Black Philly, bro, for our, th- our Thanksgiving parade. He was here singing on the float in Philly. Aloe Black 2Cs <laughs> started with Eminem and then... They were corny. Eminem was corny. Eminem, yeah. it's Aloe Black and Exile. You cannot say they were corny just by default. You can't they were say corny. Yes, I just did. I just did. You can't say they were corny. corny. You just say they were um, finding their way. Corny. Corny is the word we're looking for. Wild corny. And and they were both better after they they stopped that shit. Let's be honest. They were way better than they stopped that group. Finding their Uh, way, I like to call it. Aloe Black makes music for Target commercials. (laughs) Aloe Black (laughs) makes some dope shit, so watch your mouth. That first album, that Stone Star album, I love that joint. Watch your mouth. So hard nope on all of that. <laughs> oh, please. You don't even listen to his stuff that's actually good. You just listen to the stuff you're going to hate. Target. You find well, it out. when some, like, something good it. comes out, let me know. I told no. Wow. Something good is plenty of good come out. You sitting there wasting your uh-huh. time listening to Black Milk fucking records. You're missing all the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up when it's all over. You know what I mean? Dudes makes country western music. God. Calvin Lewis beats. <laughs> one song. Catcher, catcher's one song. Not, one song does not make I want to shop at Target for a deal. No. <laughs> one song. Nope. All right, what about that song? Get some God. milk and get some <laughs> diapers. What, what about that song? Maybe celery <laughs> and cleaning products. How to make a million. Maybe toothpaste and the quip brush. <laughs> yeah, that theme song he had. You were singing it too. The, um, yo, it was funny. Yo, 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 dead ass, right? When that song came out, I remember I was like, the first, it was like, like it was on like release day. I, I like saw it on whatever streaming service. And I said to my wife, I was like, oh, I think you like this. She's like, this is the corniest shit in the world. <laughs> she knows. She yeah, knows. some of the greatest songs like, oh, out. That first record is bananas. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yep. You get it yeah, right in the banana sure. bin in the produce aisle at Target. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, right, yeah, right next to this, right next, right next to the spoiled black milk. <laughs> oh. All right, now, moving right along. Yes. West Side Gun. Do it. Okay. Do You're it. Watching a cat that has parachuted himself into the game with mm. a Fendi parachute. You know what I'm saying? Made by Dapper Dan himself. All fly, all the time. Mm-hmm. Crazy beat selection from this guy. Let me just run yes. something down for y'all real quick. In 2012, he released Hitler Wears Hermes 1. In mm-hmm. 2014, he released version 2. 2015, Hitler 3. 2016, Hermes 4. 2017, number 5. 2018, number 6. 2019, this year, number 7. Mm-hmm. And number 7 yep. is one of his best solo projects. Sorry, let's go back. Because I went too fast, Alaska. I'm sorry. I you went did. Too fast. You, you, le- you left out the most the, the magnum opus. I'm getting to it. Because okay. while he was Do dropping it. these Hitler, Hitler words Hermes, one of the illest titles and controversial titles, and I apologize to all my Jewish brothers. I know hearing it over and over again, but it is a play on something else. 
and it, it started working. So when he was doing that, he also was dropping Hall and Nash. Oh, that's what his mm. brother Tommy. He dropped that in 2016. Mm. And then later on in 2000, well, excuse me, sorry, I'm out of order. Hall and Nash dropped in 2016. But then yes. he also in 2016 dropped Fly Guy. Fly okay. Guy. Mm. Now, yeah, now people, buddy. People, serious, serious talk. Fashion This rebels. is now a hip hop staple. This is a dot on the timeline. Fly God was a whole entire movement. It was very yep. reminiscent to the impact of Rock Marcy. Record. When it's what just the sound was like, hold on, wait a minute. Somebody done put their fucking foot up in it. It's the, I, I got the same feeling when I listened to Marsburg, but not the same, because Marsburg is a different beast. But this was another, like, I was like, well, I need to pay attention to this guy. Who's this guy? Oh, who's this guy on this track? I, I, and and you, you need to give me that, because I was like, you need to listen to this dude. I put You were like, nah, I don't know about these guys. And I was like, you need to play this. And well, then the you became the biggest convert ever, and I was so happy the, for you. The funniest thing about <laughs> West Side Gun and Conway in particular is when, when Z first mentioned them to me, I heard their voices. And before I could, I thought their voices were with each other. So I used to think that West Side's voice was coming out of Conway because you saw his face and all that. And I used to think that mm-hmm. Conway's voice was coming out of West Side until I heard a song called Air Holes on Reject 2. I'm not even done and I'm just going to keep going because I don't want to take too much more of your time. Then in 2018, we have an album called Supreme Blind Tell, also called Chris Benoit, also called um, God is the Greatest. Three album titles, three album covers, same record, banging. Then mm-hmm. in 2019, we have Fly God is an Awesome God. Yes. I'm I'm like I'm out of breath and then in 2019 again he spearheads the Griselda debut what would Sheen Gun do snap it on that shit I left out riots on fashion Ave. I left Mm -hmm. out um, oh all the uh, cameos the Skyzoo joints the Benny joints Uh, uh, seriously I left God um Praise God, praise and praise Fly God. Um, there's God and Fly God. Praise both. Like, mm-hmm. uh, don't get scared no more. Back when they were cool with um, with Mock. Like, can, can we can we say this about him? I just realized this. Like you going through his discography, he is the grimy, like alchemist street version of like Lil B. Okay. Like, nonstop work. Only but the doing thing is, there's no for like devotees no and cult material. members. There, I'm just no saying, like down. the amount of the amount of just work and songs yeah, in like a four or five year span. Is um niggas in Puerto Rico? That's on a hit. That's on a um mixtape hit list seven. And the thing is, it's just there's no dip in quality. Whether you like any of the projects or not, whether you like all the Conway stuff, whether you like Benny or Westside, there's always a level of quality just just handled. You see what I'm saying? These aren't like, and, and I love them to death, but these aren't Killer Army um, album covers. You know what I'm saying? There's not going <laughs> to no. be, a, no. there's not going to be a glitch in the Matrix. There's not going to be one song. There's not going to be one flip mode song. It's like, all right, you know, we, Baby Shan needs three features. So here's a, there's none of that shit. And no. and then they have all the art. Just but this guy, he spearheads all of that. Like it yes. trickles down to cats like El Camino and Flea Lord and all of these right. guys that work with them and shit. And, and Darren Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'll say this too. The, the the thing again, even if you think you're not a big fan of all the records or songs, or the or even the style, the the way he, like, 
you need to be an older artist to do the things they have done. Where like these dudes are at strip clubs all day, every day. They wear mm-hmm. the newest fashion. They're wearing Dumb. jewelry, chains, Dumb. face Don't tattoos, necklaces, Dumb. and they're only rhyming on like the, the filthiest of like alchemist type of music. At Not all, all of times. them, but Westside pushes heavy whippage. He, you know right. what I'm saying. His and, IG and, stories and, like are the, my favorite rap thing to follow. It's opulence, but it's it's um it's it's curated gangster opulence. Like he's it's not, he's he's not a very flexing hard. They no. just flex proper. Like Westside, I mean Conway has a um has an emoji of the machine, like the robot, the emoji. Mm-hmm. He got that diamond now, but that's it. They don't. They, right. It's just like what they're wearing around their neck, me shit. Like Westside got like four heavy gut chains, but they all. Right. One is a picture of um, Machine Gun Black, the, the the long lost cousin that they dedicate a lot of this to. The other right. is the Scorpion. Like what I'm saying is, there's a purpose. Like they're not just wearing shit, and they know how to rock shit. That's another yes. part. This and Alaska, bear with me here. Back in the day in New York, cats knew how to rock shit. They weren't just buying mm. shit. They were rocking shit. There was a style to to the way you. Oh, you got polo socks on? There was a flex to that, not just rolling your sock outside your shirt, your, um, your pant leg like a dickhead. You know, it was, <laughs> it, it was a style to it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. cats used to wear, um, I remember those, um, you, you know the um, ball boys in tennis? That little visor yep. they had? It was yep. a polo one, a motherfucker flipped that shit up. They used to rock bicy, bicycle hat, um, hats, the shit that motherfucker bicycle rack. There was always a style, and I feel like Griselda and Westside in particular because fashion by when Griselda by Fashion Rebels, that's his initial baby. He has taken that and ran with it. And this is another thing, y'all. I live in Philadelphia, man. There's a lot of niggas running around here with dirt under their fucking fingernails. Like, it's there's a level of dust <laughs> and grime that is allowed. This is factual. I'm this serious. is factual. I'm, I'm just like... Yo, because, you know, it's Philly, Philly prides itself on being, like, grungy. Right, all right, like so being the hard, hard nose. I know you worked a hard yeah. day. But let me tell you something, Z. And I'm not taking it away. I'm not saying cats is... But girls in New York wouldn't stand for that shit. Motherfucker, you had to sing to get pussy. So you had to be fly. You had to wear three different outfits a week. I can't see them mm-hmm. saying guessies from Monday. So mm-hmm. West Side and them are bringing that pride back. They always wear some fly-ass sneakers. What did he say about the sneakers? He said the new um, Balenciagas look like they were glued together. And they do. Mm. Oh, the new Marcellas. The new Marcellas look like they glue. Right. They look a mess. Fifteen hundred dollars. They, but it look. It looks like it's unfinished. Like the glue is like dried outside. But it. But the rhyme, the bar works. And let me tell y'all something else. And I, I definitely want to move on because I could gush. Stop saying Westside can't spit because he's fucking spitting. All yeah, right. He's gotten better. He's literally gotten Flexing better every year. Bars and people be go back to Hitler one. Listen to Rachel. He's way Club. better. That's what I'm telling you. Just listen he's to way he better. got bars. So, Laska, what I want you to drop is something off the beaten path for my man Westside. It's called Fendi Store, and it's by Camouflage Monk featuring Westside. Oh. That's what I want. All right. Yeah. That joint's right. stupid. You got and it. That's it. I, I, I rest my case. Giuseppe Scotchy looking taller. Hermes alligator bomber. Let's fuck them all up. She started blushing when I called her X7, his and hers You was cooking dinner, I was chopping birds You got my heart, that's my work I kicked these other bitches to the curb for you He became, to me, the king of New York 
because he did the opposite of what every quote-unquote king in New York does. He literally has never chased radio, ever. Nope. And he nope. just got a fourth-quarter release on Shady Records, where, granted, Eminem sucks, but that's a, that's, that's a massive machine. And they just put out a project with no radio hooks, no, no R&B songs, mm-hmm. no auto-tune, no future, no baby, no Cardi B feature. It's the same exact shit that they would have put out on Dope Media a, a year ago. Like the same ideas. So these dudes literally have stuck to their guns every step of the way and never changed for one song. Yep. Which is amazing. Like he showed you like, yo, people are going to catch up to me. Because I'm oh, doing no it this thing. way. And then you know what else? He does things that shows you that he can. He got the banging Anderson Pack song. I think oh. that's on, um, on Blind Tell. Yeah, that's on Blind Tell. Right, WrestleMania. They got that that novel, that song with novel on on the. What was she, give me the man. I'm done. That joint's crazy. Mute my, I'm <laughs> yeah, he's he's something. He's something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like Gun a lot. He's I, so I was tough. quiet through the whole thing because I'm still trying to figure out who my next person is going to be. But um, Gun <laughs> Gun is super me. dope. He's actually, I honestly, he's the only person in that crew that I like. Yeah, you're you're down on Benny and, and Conway. Yeah. Benny surprising but, me. I like it, but I know Conway is um, a galvanizing cat. I'm Con Weezy all DZ. You already know. I, yeah, mm-hmm. Z know I love that man. That's the that's yeah. the, that's your I mean, they're they're just sort of to me. They're from like that lock school of of street yes. rap, which I just never yeah. liked. Okay, so it it's not like I don't think they suck. It's just not what I look for when I'm looking for like street it? rap. Did you respect? I the respect lock it. Stuff? Yeah, I don't okay. I don't think yeah. it's whack or anything. It's just not right, something right. that I like. Like there's there's dudes that fall into that category that I know are dope, but it's just not like it doesn't it doesn't push anything for me. It doesn't push any envelopes. There was a big lock combo online these last last few days. uh, Depending on when we air this, but like you know, I think they they revered, but I think um, I think Griselda. This that stuff is a little more fresher and, and like I'm like here's a big thing, y'all. And then I'll be, I'll be mm-hmm. quiet. I know Zilla. Griselda got female fans, man. And and, and not <laughs> fabulous female fans. Like fa- female fans. Tim Dow. Not even ghetto female fans or grimy like, female fans. Really gorgeous Pretty female ass fans. bitches be playing they shit and just rocking. So they don't be singing the lyrics. They just be swaying back and forth. I shoot your fucking face off. Shoot your fucking face, face off. off. Yeah. That's the love. That's the, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's nothing better. And I'm going to tell you this. If you find a girl that likes Griselda, that's a, that's a keeper, man. That's one, oh, that's one less yes. word about. Goddamn right. And they got the best hoodies. Best hoodies. I'll spend $60 on a hoodie. Get me on the merch game, dog. I missed out on buying. They had a joint of the um, Buffalo Kids with the with the, 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 the shorty they put on the cover with Machine Gun do because she's notorious mm-hmm. in the city. They had a picture of her with Buffalo Kids written on it for half price, and I fell asleep last night. Start my Monday. I'm putting All myself right. back. I'm ashamed. I respect you, man. All right, now it's my turn. My one of my picks was I had to switch it up last minute too. I gotta go, Quelly Chris, man. Mm. I have to go, Quelly. Like it came down mm. to him and Rock Marcy, and I love Marcy so much. At Marsburg's to me the best album in a decade. It's not even close. His new record I still haven't really peeped yet, but um, he's I just think there's like a level of detail that 
that even like Griselda puts a little bit more oomph into their shit. And then Quelly is like doing animation, you know what I mean? Like singing, and, and, producing, and, and before rhyming. Go, before you go down the list, like, you know what the people don't give Quelly credit for? The motherfucker got bars. He's like, nasty. Like, is slick as shit. It's because it seems so playful. You don't know how mm-hmm. intelligent it is. Yes. And stop playing yourself. It's high intelligence. Like, Quelly is not a, uh, he's not a joke. That's what, that's what I'm saying. He, no. he might be smiling, but he's not a joke. No. He, he, I first came across him because I, I, to this day, like, the hybrid is my favorite Danny Brown shit, but not even close. And he did the okay. first beat on there for oh, um, you yes. know, the greatest it's rapper ever. My homie's a magician with the tech. Make your chain disappear on reunion. Oh, was the song? Was the song? Uh, the greatest rapper ever. Yes, yes. And so wow. me, me and him, we got cool back then. We were talking. I was thinking about maybe working with him. Oh, um, and I got a Quelle Chris beat on my next solo. I'm just saying that you. so when he hears it, he'll hold the beat for me because I'm working on it pretty tough. Good song. Right. Yeah, he... Um, but anyway, so I, I just knew him as like a producer, and then I started going on his website. Oh, actually, I first found out about him through through House Shoes when I was at Fat Beats in L.A. before they closed, where Crown he had Nation. all their CDs. Yeah, he had all the Crown Nation CDs behind the counter, being like, wow. yo, people should fuck with these dudes. And then later, when, when, when Quelly did the Danny Brown joint, I'm like, yo, I think it's that dude, because I went on his website. I'm like, oh, I know these guys. And it was him in yeah, Denmark. It was Crown Nation. Yeah. Right, and then he had all his own solo crazy shit called Awesome in Outer Space, which is like psychedelic shit. And then I was like, man, this dude can just do anything. Then try, um, tell him about the meteor. Tell him about the meteor, son. What, what do you the mean? Me- which one? Niggas is men. Oh, I can't say okay, that. I'm yeah, that's strong. true. I know you can't say. But then, but you the get, but even before that, you got, you got yeah. just this decade. You got Shotgun and Sleep Rifle, crazy record, and Bombs is men. Dead. That's. That's like being on drugs. That album. When I play that, that's just, that's just. I don't even do drugs that heavy. That joint feels like I'm on drugs in a good yes. way. Then my shit is Ghost of the Finish Line. Ghost of the Finish Line. Cav is all oh. that. Ghost of the Finish Line. Crazy. Innocent Country. Not my favorite. It's got some joints, but there's not. I don't love Innocent Country. There's, there's joints. joints. Yeah. And then you hit two years ago. Being you is great. I wish I could be you more often. Classic. Wait. Classic Wait. album. Do the other one first. The, um, and then the instrumental. Joint. Every. Oh, lullabies, uh, for, lullabies broken for broken brain. Oh, whoa! I'm just whoa. I was very thrilled. whoa. I love that record. That's mm. continue. And then he did. Um, yeah. Then we said he did. Uh, Being used great. Being. That's classic. Oof. Then my my number two album of 2018. Yes. After Arm and Hammer, everything's fine with Gene Gray. And then this year, Guns, which to me is top five or six record easily. Yeah, Guns he's kills. Just, he's just yes. you know he's the type of guy like. Even I think it was like last year, from everything is fine, and then like hearing him on certain people's records, like shouts to eighty six witness. He's on the Sean P album with Smalls. He's on the Vic Spencer and uh, Sunny Jim record. He's killing oh, that shout joint. Out to, um, all the work he does with Dunscap. Him and Dunce all the stuff he does with Dunscap. All his features with songs. like like Makami. All his like he's just he's on like, Arm and Hammer. Shit. He oh Arm and Hammer. And it, it occurred to me this year. I was like, he's the. He now belongs in the pantheon of like greatest producer rappers of all time. It's not even a question. Yes, say Easily. it now. Say Easily, it now. he's say up there with yes. everyone you want to say. Diamond D, Evidence, RZA, yep. RZA Q-Tip, all these people. RZA. Havoc, yep. Alchemist. Yep. He's there now. Yep. He's there. Yes. Like he's because yes. he he literally can do any type of. He can do grimy joints. He can do fast punk shit. He can do the, like the, club, the variety grimy, of ignorant. On guns. Is insane. Oh. Like the 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 the, the, 
the display of powers on guns. Cause Dude, he has a uh, straight shot. Oh, that joint is beautiful. Straight um, shot is a beautiful song. Um, mind Everything your motherfucking just... business. Oh, that joint's uh, crazy. Uh, Obamacare. Obamacare. Oh my god. Mm, I'm trying to burn this bitch down. I ain't trying to break it. Fuck your opinion about this to me, don't mean anything. I brought the wave, brought the rain, brought the licking. Eyes on the cake and yours is for the taking. Wave, man. Puff from Michael Jordan, catch a lot of hair. Shutting down your city, then we out of there. Everyone can get it like Obamacare. Keep it, buddy, they don't want no problems, eh? Bucket over here, loads. Headache on the headdress. Grinding like I'm soon dying. Till oh, I'm that, in the backrest. Probably Chris all day shit. Like, I don't need no playlist. Add some back of head strong. There's These so joints. Much stuff on there, yo. And then and then everything is fine. The oh shit joint with Denmark. Oh. I mean with Hannibal, that joint's crazy. Like he's he he made me like Jean Grey. Like yeah, I and never I what? Yeah. I've always he's respected her. She puts on a hell of a show. I I I've, I've seen her show twice, but I wasn't attack like listening to her things. music anymore. You know what I mean, I wasn't just shit, Yeah, like I had that joint, you know, I had the Genius C D, I bought that. I had not about her rhyming in ten years. Genius in Phoenix, they got ran around, and that's why they sound so weird. But I remember, remember that Seven Day Theory joint she had dropped. That was oh, actually yeah. CD. I bought that. Yeah. yeah. So he, she, she's incredible. I mean, like you know, they're married, but she, she's amazing with him. Like yeah. he brings out a side of her that to yeah. me was always like very like drab and kind of stale. She was always just kind of like very very serious, and where I feel like he's so playful and funky. Like he's oh, he, 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 as an artist. He, that caustic where it's funny. Yeah, oh yeah, but, right, but because, like, shit, she, she's a funny, she right, but that, to me, like, her music never was. It was always very... She heavy. has an inviting humor, like. So, you know, funny thing about Gene is, um, uh, so one of my favorite Pheromon songs, it's not that many, because he, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he'll, and he, we'll, we'll give him a legacy of greatness, but I will talk about those records, Desire. Uh, anyway, Ugh, um, that's not there's, a, there's a joint he did with Jill Scott Cole, Still Standing. And it's and it's ill. And if I ever talk to him, I definitely want to speak to him about that song. If we ever get him on the pod, I'm gonna bring up that song because it's about having asthma. It's something I've I, I've had, I have, and um, something I grew up with kind of hard. Same as him, and it's gotten better over years. But it's a great song about asthma, and um, and and they they play it out. The video is really great. But the funny thing is, <laughs> Gene's in the video, right. and like yeah, and they're in a studio working on a song. He's having a um asthma attack and they play that mm-hmm. out and everybody's rushing to him and then they take like a pov shot and you see gene oh, he's saying excuse me see jill saying breathe just breathe you see her lipping that it's banging hook gene is in the back playing the piano smoking a cigarette <laughs> so like <laughs> when people ask him about this this he say yeah everybody's going to help him while i'm in the back smoking cigarettes no help at all i was cracking up like she has found a way to apply you know um Stuff that's serious and it's also funny. It, just look at the still standing video, y'all will get what I mean. Like it's a it's a video by asthma. She's in the back smoking cigarettes, playing the piano. She doesn't play the piano. Yo, he's and Quelly is just like he's also incredibly original. Like there's been moments of his music where I was like, ah, he's kind of really biting. Um, what's his name? Batin from Slum Village with that one. Ah, he's kind of like barring a mad like a Mad Lib flow. Ah, okay. But now it's like he's so funny and so sharp. Like everything is fine is like one of the most concise, like socioeconomic, political, intense racism. Like there's so much he's talking about. And it's 
fun. You know what I mean? While he's saying, like, heavy shit. Like, that's so hard to pull off. And he does it. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably the coolest fucking indie rapper. Just cool as shit. You know what I mean? He's not, like, a self-serious dude, so. Shout out to you, Quelly. Definitely. God, bro. God damn, you're the coolest. So let's let let's take let's take a quick break. We're gonna promote more of our fucking cool shit and then come back and talk. Uh Gosh vinyl! Like something like that. People screaming. Yo, what it do? It's Curly Castro. I'm here with a grand announcement. Partnering up with the wonderful people at Buenaventura Records in Zurich, Switzerland. We are bringing you Tosh on vinyl. This is not a drill. Tosh on wax. So go to brmovement.bandcamp.com and copy one. Say less. Wrecking crew. One. Splack, splack, splack. We're back. Splack. Splack. Splacking on you. So we, we all picked our first artist of the decade. I think Castro went first. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have you go first. All right, so your second artist of the decade. Who you is it? Go okay. All right. And my second artist of the decade is Open Mike Eagle. <clears throat> this is a man. I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm gonna do my basic. I, I just like to do it this way. I'm gonna run down the discography. And keep in mind that a lot of these records I'm gonna mention, there is an accompanying EP to the record. Mm-hmm. In 2010, he dropped Unapologetic Art Rap. In 2010, mm-hmm. he dropped Art Rap After Party. All right? Yep. In 2011, he dropped Rappers Will Die of Natural Causes. It's Classic. Head over heels to the man. I don't care what y'all think it is. I'm head over heels. Right as soon as he dropped that record, that was it. Then, in 2012, he dropped Rent Party Extension, which has a remix on it. Oh, shit. It's, it's, it's one of the... Okay, so he made this song called um, Rent Party Revolution. It's on Rappers Will Die of Natural Causes. And I can't remember just I can't remember the original producer, but it has a certain quirk to it. And if people are familiar with Mike's um, music, sometimes he's not taking himself too seriously. He'll sing something. But what you're not noticing is he's really like incepting a jagged little pill into your fucking throat and it's going to shoot up to your brain. And so he has this song called Rent Party Revolution. And then on the um, Rent party extension ep there's a remix of this song by taco neck and i'm telling and i was listening to it today and i swear to y'all if i listen to that song five times i cry my eyes out three it's just so relatable to me and it's like when you hear it with the other beat it sounds so quirky and upbeat oh that's cool but then when you hear with this different beat it sounds like it's one of the saddest things ever but not not sad in a finale in a finality way, but just this is a very sad thing that's occurring about this man just existing. And, you know, the whole song to me means like, don't be ashamed of your intelligence, no matter what people tell you. And oh my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting emotional right now. So. Yeah. 
When I was a smaller eagle, I was told I'd be richer than a lot of people. I was dressed like a very important boy in my Kmart brand sweaters and corduroys. And when the girlies looked down, it was really over. Black argyle socks and new penny loafers. I was erudite, the type of kid that most parents like. I never begged them for a pair of nights. Cause I was studying brine shrimp and parasites and learning how to convert Celsius to Fahrenheit. With thick glasses and everything, supposed to have big cash when I'm 17 from working in research labs with acetylene torches and a flying Porsche with leather wings. But looking back, I wasn't too clever because I grew up to be the smartest broke dude ever. In 2012, that same year, he drops another LP, Animal Hospital, produced by Awkward out of the UK. Then we, then in 2013, he drops an accompanying EP called Sir Rockabye. Then in 2000, oh, that joint is crazy. God, that's Z's joint. Oh, Mess Lament. Mess oh, Lament on there. Oh, you don't know me and you don't know my style. No, you don't, you oh. don't know me. Oh. That joint is insane. But hold your breath because we ain't even got time, Z. 2014, Mm-mm. he drops Dark Comedy. Dark Comedy. <clears throat> one of his, op- his opens. Now, let, let, let me say this, bro. That, that yep. first song, I, it's it's a it's a classic record, but it's kind of a letdown to me. Only because the title track, the first song, I, I think what's the name of that joint? What's that guy's name? Oh. I'll talk on that. Toy Light. Toy Light, yeah. Like, dude, Toy Light did that first beat, that dark comedy beat. Yeah. And that song, like, it's probably my favorite song he's ever made. And so to me, I kept waiting for the rest of the album to kind of be along those lines or like touch that space again. That it never did. So it's a great record and it's definitely, you know, it's a classic. Oh, it's it's an incredible record. Like go back. Yeah. And then the funny thing about the song that you like is on the company EP, um, a special episode, he has another extended version of that dark comedy song. And it's rap he raps like for four minutes. It's really impressive. Hella Personal Film yeah. Festival produced by Paul White, two thousand sixteen. Brick Body Kids Still Daydream 2007. Oh, what a great record. Yep. Wow. What an incredible record about the demolition, the eventual demolition of the Chicago housing projects that his grandmother and aunts lived in. And he spent a lot of time. And it's like, yeah. The artwork is these housing projects made into children. So just, I mean, this guy is pushing the envelope, you know, and then he's pushing the petri dish that the envelope's in. And then he's pushing mm-hmm. the wall that the lab holding the petri dish. Like he's just gonna keep going, and he does his own style. As you can tell, a lot of my picks are just about. It's a lot of style choices because I feel like they can't be duplicated. So even if you don't dig them or not, or if you think they're whack or you think they're dope, you gotta respect their um daring to 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 go out there like that and to really embrace their art. And then in 2018, his last release um, of this decade was What Happens When I Try to Relax. It's an mm. EP. It got this banging Chicago Bulls song on it. Yeah, Southside that joint's Eagle. crazy. Woo! It's Southside like six joints Like the man, seriously, the man don't miss. Mm. I've been following him for a long time. I've been friends with him for uh-huh. a little shorter than that long time. And I'm, I'm glad to call him my friend. I'm glad to call him my peer. And I'm glad that he challenges me daily when I listen to him. And he keeps making me want to um, sharpen my pen because the man is just talented. Um, he can freestyle his ass off. Oh, pre- hell yeah. Well, he even produces. He made an album for uh, Serengeti called Kavanaugh. He did all the beats. Like he'll, He mm-hmm. has a, a worldwide touring 
um, comedy troupe called The New Negroes. There's also a mm. television show. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm super, I could just go on and on about the man's accolades. Uh, but, he grinded it out, bro. That mother, yo, and he, yeah. we, 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 we've been, like, we've done shows here with here in Philly with him where there was 10 fucking people. We did those yep. shows with him we in 2010. We did a show at a, um, at a, at a um, congresswoman's campaign office. That's the only spot we can get last minute. We went in there. It was like seven people there. We were, and you know, the man has come, and that's that was just Philly. It was not it's saying work, he was, man. Yeah, I wasn't just saying he wasn't popular here. Right, but then we, 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 we did Phoenix with him and and No Can when there was like twenty people. You know right, what I mean? and like, now this shit. guy, you know, performs in theaters. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, sells out festivals and the Wits Festival, yep. which is crazy out in Seattle. He he's the only um like hip hop act at that thing. He 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 crossed the line. He entered into the realm of, of comedy. It's not so forth. It's not so open arms when it comes to music. They have somebody playing a piano, you know, a drummer hitting a rim shot. They don't care. But he's in that world too. And I I, I just give him mad props for all of the work he's mm -hmm. accomplished and, and more more to come. So salute that man. Salute Michael. Fuck yeah, salute Mike. Thanks for coming on the show yeah. and talking. Me me and him DM about X Men still, which is dope. So. Nice. <laughs> fucking good dude man and i'll say this real quick about mike i remember i played my ex-girlfriend's mom the video of her nightmares which is you know to me like his breakthrough moment shout out Willie and green shouts to green and she was like wow he seems really really sad <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah his music has like a, a kind of like a melancholy feel to it but it's also like very beautiful but also like very well thought out like there's no nothing sounds like hey, he kind of rushed that one that 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 year you know what i mean like i don't know how long it takes him to make shit but yeah everything every, is well thought out is a lot you yeah every, even well if it's like out. a whimsical or like kind of like a satire song or like a, a, a concept song or like a really personal song it's he's really good at doing it that way and still remember being that like Buster super lyrical line he made into the um to the song Processional? Abandoned oh, yeah. ship. Come on, bro. Yep. Yeah. One, two, three, we're gonna turn it. I mean that's my favorite yeah. bus song of all time. Oh, that's when he hooked me. I was like, all right, I fuck with this guy forever. He took that <laughs> shit. Forever. And that was like that was ten years ago almost. Nine, ten years ago. So yeah, shouts to you, Mike. Artist of the fucking decade. Actually, Alaska, who the fuck do you got now? Uh well, it is someone sort of affiliated with Mike. Um and it, it's somebody who came around at the close to the start of the decade as a, as a brand new artist. Uh, it's a, a fella named Milo. Mm. Um, and I first heard Milo when he dropped his things happen at day, things happen at night EPs. Yeah. I know he had some music before then. And like when I used to run Syphil, a lot of the dudes that didn't like rap talked about Milo. So I kind of was like, nah, this dude's not good. Uh, without oh. actually listening to him, <laughs> he was produced by um, Dose Four G Dub. That's my man. Shout him out. Yeah. So, so I, I never listened to it, but I just assumed that because those guys liked it, it wasn't good. But then he he hooked in with Hellfire Club. Yup. And I was like, all right, those dudes are dope. So let me actually check this kid. So he dropped right. the uh, the things that happen at day, things that happen at night EP, and that really caught my attention because it was like there was definitely something there. Like he wasn't really super polished yet. But he had a unique voice, mm -hmm. which I really liked. And and one of the things I really liked about watching Milo's music was watching him progress as an artist from somebody mm -hmm. that was like kind of new to this and was like, oh, I'm just around like people who 
I've looked up to and I'm excited about this to like kind of finding his own voice and even bringing like his own crew out underneath him. Yeah, I mean he's he, um, I mean like his stuff or not he's he's a vanguard. He has he has a yeah. movement pushes. And, and um the interesting thing about um Milo is the reason that I got hooked into him is cuz he's a reflection of me. He's a black philosopher. I went mm-hmm. to school for philosophy. So I'm like listening to this kid. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I study that. I, I'm like but it's nothing I put on Front Street, you know. It's not a glamorous, it's not a glamorous field, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. very interesting to meet another uh, cat of color um, um, that was into that the same, you know. So I, I, I definitely, yeah. If you, if I, mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, if he was a poli sci guy, I would I wouldn't pay as much attention because he said philosophy. That was that was my yeah. degree. I was on board. Well, I mean, it's interesting because after those two EPs, which I really liked, he dropped Toothpaste Suburb. Yes, mm. which. Yeah kind of felt like a step back like i felt like he was trying to make an album he wasn't ready to make yet no it sounds like you know what i said about that joint adult music when they should stay being whimsy whimsical yeah i get what i'm saying you know what i said about that i remember playing that joint i said i'm back then i was like it reminds me of aesop's float where he's really young and really artistic Formless. And he's processing the world and sh- and putting it back out into the songs, and there's a lot going on and it's cool. It just I felt like this is going to lead into the next thing. You know what I mean? Like like I love Float so much because that was my first Aesop purchase, and I played it to death. But then like you know as years and years going on, I don't play that album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Because like right. where he went after that was way way better. And. and- Perfect, perfect segue because he dropped so the flies don't come after that. Which is just like 10, 10 powerhouse perfect tracks. Kenny Siegel produced the whole album, so you know the That's beats awesome. are quality. Beats are crazy. Great guest appearances. He brought Mike and Nine back from the fucking dead. Yeah. He had Hemlock he Ernst came in like and fucking murdered some shit on there. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. Michael on it, and then he has he has he has Michael on it, and he has a song dedicated to Michael. It's like two different yeah. tracks. Yep. Yeah. Because oh, he does it, the freestyle fellowship um hook. Um, we are free. Oh, he starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, it's a real, real good album. I mean, if you if for me, if you want to check out Milo's work to see if you'll like it, check out this record. If you don't like this record, you're not gonna like his work. It, it's as simple as that. It's to me, it's not like the. the do the Scallops Hotel stuff? Does that qualify? Oh, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm okay. going to get to that. But then I, I'm not going to. I'm just doing his Milo stuff right now. But yes. then he dropped Who Told You to Think. Mm. Which, good, good, great record. Great record. To me, it's like it's almost like him realizing that all of the shit that he saw in the world, like the hip hop shit that he thought was happening, he's kind of reacting to it now. It's like there's this is the angry record. To oh me, yeah, and like, it's a lot. To it, um, it's a lot more um, palatable. Like it's a lot yeah. easy to follow on that, that record, and it, it's very deliberate though. When he's making yeah, easy but to swallow stuff, he's, you, he's doing. You also see much. a lot of the things that we talk about here. Like he kind of he vents a lot about what being an indie hip hop artist is like. Um, yes, from the point of dealing with the fan base, which in a lot of times is like a white college fan base. that often has, you know, sort of like their own biases that they don't understand yet, and they project it onto the artist. So he's dealing with that, and it seems like it's he's sort of realizing that for the first time. A society that is sort of in the throes of 
redefining, I guess, what race, where we stand with race in our society and just yeah. sort of coming into his own adulthood. So it's, it's a real sort of like a record of him spitting to the world that's been coming at him back and forth. And it's really just fucking hard and dark and I really like it. Wipe me down with celerity. Hold myself with alacrity. These are careful notes to every lack in me. I took Wyakabins, tried to tax my seed. College is wrote Zionism, these scars come with broke fire pistons, renaissance dust, bust a blunders, tracing the fault line, trying to defend my distance, trying to defend my distance, trying to defend my distance. Big ass pain to myself like I'm Lonnie Liston, the auto-tune clamor modernity, on autopilot for an eternity, she plays Shirley Scott and I'm Turrentine, feel my spirit bugging, but it's bell smurfs, your soul was cussing, that felt hurts, this robe for the- So then, 2018, he dropped Nostrum Grocers. Shit. Which again, perfect classic record. And 2018, he dropped budding ornithologists that are wary of tired analogies. Which, honestly, I haven't listened to this one this much. But when I did listen to it a few times, I enjoyed it. I just haven't gone back to it yet. But this bruise on this is good. Yeah, the stuff I've heard. um, But it seems like Milo always releases a record that's leading to another record. Um, and yeah. whether that's with the scallops releases or not. And um, mm-hmm. the ornithologist joint seems like a lot of really good joints on there. I do dig that. Yeah, record. it seems like he's trying to experiment in this album. Yeah, but it's going to lead him to another plateau. Like, I think he has another Kenny Siegel record dropping. And they, they talk yeah. really good about it. So so, so then you, you had mentioned Scallops Hotel. The motherfucker dropped like three or four records, I guess, as Scallops Hotel or... I don't know what it what exactly it is, but it, it kind of it reminds me of like almost like a freeform jazz project a lot with these records. Well, he does all the production on Scallops Hotel. Yeah. And Alex <clears throat> okay. Boy, um, Clams Casino's name. That's what okay. He does. And so he does all the production, and at first he does a lot of Scallops, the rapping too, though. Yeah, but at first Scallops was more of an instrumental fare, and then as they've come out, he's rapping on it all crazy too. But I think if we were able to really dig into his frequency, because I don't always take that time, he's playing a different yeah. character. Like, Scallops okay. is different than Milo was. Because, you know, that's not his name anymore. But that yeah. is, they're, different, they're different rap characters. Much to the same of Doom and um, Victor Vaughn. Like, okay. This is a one of them shit, yep. And then there's there's one more project I want to talk about that I don't think gets talked about at all. But it, it's What's something up? called Redwall. Oh, I remember that. I got it. When it it's, yeah, it's like one Boyle track. and Piles EP. Yeah, it's yes. like one long track. It's like a 20-minute yeah. track. Yeah, I like and it's, that. Um, it's basically like some dude, Alexander Coleman and Roy Ferreira as Redwall rapping. Mm. Yeah. But it's really dope. I think it's he might like, have some um, Randall Bravery and Safari Al production on there, too. Because at, okay. at that point, when they were producing, from what I could tell... Um, and Z knows what I'm meaning. They were doing the early iteration of Shabazz Palaces, where Shabazz wasn't telling us who was producing what and what was working on. And this is before they even introduced um, um, who's the other cat in Shabazz? Z. Oh, Tende? Is that him? Yeah, before they like let you know who Tende Marie was, mm-hmm. they was wearing masks. There's other instrumentalists. And I remember I was dying. I was arguing with Z. I was like, God, I need to know who who's doing this stuff like but they were refusing to send the credit and i feel like early iteration of um ruby yacht and scallops hotel and stuff i think there was a lot of 
collaboration because you could tell from their live performances they're twisting knobs together and all that shit. They got all this rig set up. And then later on, I think they started delegating more. Um, as you can see, that all of those members are now, you know, coming to the forefront as opposed to just mm. being part of the machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think he had a great decade. He's one of the things I really enjoy about him is, and I've talked about this a lot. I really enjoy the artist progression. Like I like their rise to where they get to fucking nice. that thing that they've created, that, that perfection that they've created. And after that, I usually get bored with an artist because it's like they tend to not evolve past that. But the cool thing about him is we've got to see that a few different times. Like he keeps sort of taking that up a little bit more. So it's like there, there's a constant sort of, I guess, like creative destruction going on with Milo. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like you, you sort of see this rise to where he gets to this point where he's really comfortable and then he rips it all down and goes to do something else to come back up with something more creative again. And, and yeah. I really admire that in an artist. Yeah. self yeah. He definitely lets the boulder roll back to the bottom of the hill. Yeah, so get... that that's my Pretty... number two. Okay. Um, Z, wow, you want to hit man. A... What's up? Did you... Do we need a break or do you have to go? No, nah, I'm going to go real no, quick. No, hit yours. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, the, the, just for people that wonder, um, this week in the background while we're recording, I'm watching. I urge all of our listeners that like the X-Men episode with Mike Eagle. On Amazon Prime, there's a documentary called Chris Claremont's X-Men. This shit is banging. They're interviewing all like the Marvel writers from the 60s and 70s and 80s and going in debt with Chris Claremont. He wrote that book for 17 fucking years. Can you believe that shit? Oh, and came back right to X-Men. And yep. he came back. Left and came back to the book. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, so peep that. Uh, all right. My, my number two can't be more different than motherfucking Milo. Okay. My number two is, is action motherfucking Bronsolino. Bronsolino. Yo, man, let me tell you both you guys. Both you guys can go fucking pound sand somewhere. Let me tell you about this guy. First of all, this dude is so dope because he only raps about things that bring him joy and things that he oh, I, loves. I think you're going to say because he totally stole Ghostface's stuff. No, Relax. That's lazy. No, that, that's, all, some, I, that's some I, tired I, bullshit. I, I do not that's some even tired, that tired bullshit. Going on. I did not think he sounded like Ghost. I know. Nah, he doesn't sound like Ghost. He didn't sound like Ghost at all. But he don't sound like Ghost. Was, he, he, his rhyming. First of all, he's better rhyming than the last ten years of Ghostface. Not even a question. Now, currently, he's on the downswing. He's not as sharp as he was in 2014, 2012. But this decade, you got fucking. Blue Chips mixtapes one and two, crazy. Rare Chandeliers with Alchemist album, crazy. You got all his cameos. You got the TV shows, the fucking cooking. Now he fucking paints. His last album, uh, White Bronco, he painted the cover. His new EP with Alchemist, uh, Lamb Over Rice, crazy. Painted that cover. This motherfucker is just an artist. Like, he, you know, famously was a chef first. He he just likes to express like express himself and he's not like i'm just rhyming all day and night but he's also not the type of guy where it's like oh i'm not a rapper don't call me a rapper i'm this i'm this i'm that like no this dude like loves rap but he also loves food he loves painting he loves to like enjoy colors and like smells and tastes 
and different sounds. Like he at his peak of you know popularity. I mean, this motherfucker is famous as shit. At the peak of his popularity, being on a major label, he never, almost almost never did anything trendy. Because he even said like one of his things, he was like, "I hate trap music." Because I hate the sound of a hi-hat being like... He's like, I hate that shit. Like, I don't like that. Because he's in his 30s. He's like, that just doesn't appeal to me. So all his music is very... And to me, he is so fucking New York. In ways that are like... Like how I used to like worship New York as a kid. You know, before I would go there a lot and make friends and do shows. Like he embodies like... The charisma, the swagger, the flavor, but also like the culture. Like his beats, he'll pick like Turkish records that are sampled, flamenco shit, like all these different sounds. And when you watch that show, you know, this dude's comfortable all over the world where he goes. Whether they're in fucking Saudi Arabia eating lamb or they're in Queens like eating corn under a fucking subway. Like this guy is just like open to life. Whether he's, you know, smoke the fuck out and talk drugs or what Mayhem Loren and Big Body Best and Alchemist. Like, he's just always smiling, breaking balls. Like, he reminds me of so many guys I grew up with hanging out in South Philly. But he also made me really, like, I don't know if you guys experienced this. There was a wow. deep time where, like, it, I didn't feel comfortable, like, being an East Coast rapper. Because it was like very much frowned upon. Too. Yeah, like it was a little embarrassing. Right, because it was all like, oh, the South is popping, you're corny. And, you know, oh, East Coast, you're all boom bap. You're, oh, you and your Tims, you and your fitteds, uh, you know. It was just like a weird time. And him, you know, Rock Marcy, a bunch of other guys. But they were just like, yes, I am East Coast as shit. I wear a Carhartt hoodie all fucking day. And I talk fly. And I eat good food and I'm around people from around the world and I feel fucking good about that. And like he made me feel like, yo, this shit is dope. Like we are this shit. It doesn't matter. And we, and we don't have to make down south songs and we don't have to do what fucking 19 year olds are doing. We could just do us. You know what I mean? And and you'll find an you'll find a uh, an audience doing that, that, that. That are rocking with that shit. So like if you play the blue chips mixtapes with party supplies. Dog, the second Blue Chips mixtapes, he's rhyming on fucking Tracy Chapman, Give Me One Reason to Stay Here. You know what I mean? He's rhyming on fucking um, Tequila, the fucking Pee Wee Herman joint. He rhymes on that shit. He rhymes on like Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. But then he'll, you know, have like grimy ass joints with Mayhem Loren. Like, he has the one joint where he's rhyming on Alaska Throw this joint. It's only like a minute and a half. It was on like the Double XL freshman covered mixtape. It's him and DJ Drama. He's rhyming on November Rain by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Yo, it is fucking hilarious. Smoke, wax, hat, low like a marine. The only way to describe the scene was serene. Serena Williams in the BM doing neck thrust. I need that check cut. Late on the deck getting sexed up. Green Harley. The only way to describe the color of the seat was Steve Harvey. Sleep hardly, rock a loafer to the beach party. My weed smell like when your knees farted. <laughs> Don't acid on your cheek. 
And he's always obsessed with like Steven Seagal movies and like 90s baseball players like Kenny Lofton or fucking Chuck Knobloch or some shit. Definitely Lofton obsessed. His line, and he's so fucking funny, and he's in on the joke. Like he's not, you know, very, very serious. Like, I can quote so many of his lines. Like, he says one line. He says, I'm the hottest shit since B2K. Like, he's like that. Oh, my God. He's just... Like, his his energy and vibe is so fucking fresh and fun. And just not taking himself too seriously. Like, very comfortable. He's like a short, fat, Albanian white dude from Queens. And no one can tell him shit. Like, that's crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like... This dude just makes me fucking excited. Like, even when his music ain't the best anymore, I'm still, like, I'm checking it. You know what I mean? Then I'm going to watch the show. And This motherfucker's just fly to me, man. So, all that Ghostface shit. Even when he was beefing with Ghostface, you know, I was stupid. And he, he apologized, which is cool. But, like, even if you don't like his music, if you watch Fuck That's Delicious, you're like, I just want to, like, hang out with this guy, man. Like, he's... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's... he's He's, he's ridiculous. Win um, um, a dinner with a hip hop star. I would definitely. I would pick Bronson. All day, all day. And so him and Alchemist, all their joints. You know the show they got smoking weed, watching Ancient Aliens. <laughs> like that's a show they do. It's weird, you know what I mean? But it's just he's just another one where it's like he's he's just gonna do things he really really likes, and that's it. And if he's not, he'll do something different. So. That's it. He's not, he, you couldn't be more different than fucking Safari Al and Redwall and fucking Pink, Pink Horseshoes, whoever the fuck else is out there, than Action Bronson, but that's my Pink thing. Action Bronson and Best Body Best. There you yeah. go. All right, Big Body Best. All right, we're gonna take, we'll take a quick break and we'll do our last, our last artist of the decade. You hear that? What's that? Yo, this is your man Castro, here representing the new duo Shrapnel, which is me and Prem Rock. So we hit y'all first with our new EP, Cobalt, brought to you by the wonderful folks at Backwoods Studios. Look out for that banging ass LP coming next year. For now, enjoy this blade. You can get it at shrapnel.bandcamp.com or find us at backwoodsstudios.com. Plug in, suckers. All right, my number one. Artist of the decade is actually two folk that make up a duo. The classic duo that's almost a lost art of hip hop, but they're still there. And if you look, you'll find. And if you look up in the sky and you see a black fucking star, and it's why is it getting closer? Because it's a meteorite and it's arm and hammer. Mm. All right. Here we go. 2013, these boys splashed on the scene. Have not, let me for our listeners. For anybody who's not familiar, everybody should be familiar. Arm and Hammer is made up of the inimitable Billy Woods and the um, swift and changeable Elucid. Elucid is a producer rapper. Woods is one of our greatest orators of our time. Seriously, that's just what he is. Um, 2013, they drop a mixtape called Half Measures. And it's not a mixtape in a mixtape sense. I don't even know what mixtapes are. Let me scratch that. It's um, it's a, um, it's an aperitif, right? It's like this is the um, this is what you know. This is the beginning. 
this is a way for you to wash your hands in a little lemon water before you get to the main course. And um, they also had like little solo pieces on there, but they also had like their first versions of certain songs they'd done and remixes of them featuring on the other ch- on each on each other's projects and it was just a matter of they're they're diametrically opposed in terms of style but you 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 know they just fit half measures 2013 race music Mm. later on 2013 a heavyweight record this is mike tyson three-piece in um you know uh what was that going mitch green or whatever and the street Race music is like Tyson beating up Mitch Green in the street. <laughs> uh, straight up and breaking your hand. Then, um, so now you're catching wind of this phenomenon. And then they drop an EP. Well, it's EP because it's nine tracks. And it's called Furtive Movements. Mm. Mm, that's my favorite shit. And yep. Furtive Movements, no. what it did was it took a great song from race music called Duppy. And they made a reprise featuring yours truly. Yeah, and motherfucker. It's one of the greatest songs they got. And it really pulled a really great verse out of me. So if, if I was y'all and y'all like y'all is, I would go check Duffy Reprise. And then now we get into, this is where they morph. So they're already great. They're already doing good things, right? But this is when they morph into Sammy Sosa before the bleaching and Mark McGuire. <laughs> um, but they're With on the, the back same me? team. With the back With me? The back. But yeah. they're on the same team. Uh, let's say, let's just call this, this is early Bash Brothers, grainy TV on ABC, watching the Oakland A's with that green and gray. And they drop two records. In 2017, they drop Rome. And in 2018, they drop Paraffin. And one record, Rome, is the is our metropolis literally burning, like the tragedy of Rome. And Paraffin is the sewers underneath, which are burning too. So it's like uh, the joints they got on there. They got Makami features on there, and they make him um, work for his money. Um, ah man, it's 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 hard to even focus on a song or two because everything is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Paraffin has great songs. Rome has great songs. I mean, I know my co-hosts are being quiet because we talked about these guys, you know, ad nauseum. So. What more can you say? It's just an immense body of work. It reminds me of the um, Ozymandias poem. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, feast your eyes on my mighty works. And Ooh, these, fuck yeah. these two cats, they they figure out something. They, and that's all I can say. Like, it's, it's, it's no secret. It's, it's, I can't even expound poetically. You know, you know what's crazy about these dudes, bro? You know what's crazy about them? Like, like that you actually haven't even said? Like they were solo ass dudes for years, yeah. Yep. And then once they started just fucking with each other, not even Arm and Hammer yet, just nah, elusive just... being on History will absolve me. Yep. Just that, that like propelled these both of these motherfuckers to being like the best dudes in the world. Sour grapes for real, oh, like it's Man's really Bureau. incredible. Man's Bureau and Sour grapes are the first two songs um, of their creation. And you, you go from there, but just really just figuring it out, and and I even, and I know them personally. You know, I don't care if my list is filled with my friends. And then when you talk to them about even how they come up with this shit, I'm not even going to tell you all the secret, but it's it's fascinating, and it, it and it's and it's mm. organic. You know what I'm saying? It's fascinating and it's organic, and yep. that's why you'll always have these results. 
you'll always have these great songs to talk about. People are still talking about Paraffin, and it came out um, literally last year. And it's still, like, you know, ringing bells. 2018 definitely was the best album. Here we number the chop teams. 92 a court truck is not a tree. Branch talk through the bag, baggy teams. Walk away at 34 NC. Bring me your dreams. Squeeze from the hip, lean from the tip. Schemes to the bitch. Skipping your name, nothing seems to stick. Cleaning for a lick. Nothing made you just a blip. Ain't it a bitch? Just think. What if you could just lay it all to dust? Did it for the rush. Hush tone on landline. White noise. Babylon vampire. He a goddamn liar. Arrows and they are. Born of chaos, hey y'all, I can't scrub the stain off It's a liberation seance, stay on Four-headed beast with eight arm, like a lego Invoke a name and desperate All right. measures Stay yeah. in control sure. the weather right. Whatever, whatever, well, whatever. Well, AV, Navy, yeah. level Neck up, yeah. neck up, stash I might as well Number one artist of the decade uh, One half of the legendary Arm and Hammer And that would be Mr. William Woods. William Eastwood. I watched the cats, watched the mice. Mm-hmm. This dude had hands down the best decade mm. of any artist. Totally he went agree. from being the dude that like your indie friends would be like, you got to give him a chance. Like, just let his style grow on you. To becoming the artist that every fucking artist is talking about right now. Yeah. The fuck is working with Alchemist. He's got Earl Sweatshirt biting his style. Mm-hmm. He's got yep. fucking everybody on his dick right now. Mm-hmm. Billy fucking Woods had the type of decade you dream about having. Yep. <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, we had a whole episode about Billy Woods. You could check our it. legacy of our lineage of our most, episode our most Billy successful Woods. episode ever. Yeah. Not yet. It's getting there, though. Okay. It's getting Cannot yeah, still has him by about thirty. Oof. And Yo, man, get those numbers up, man. Yo, it. stop this podcast. Go play that shit again. If you already heard it once, play it again. Get those numbers right for Woods. Salute him. And the grand irony of my good friend's career is he started his decade off with History Will Absolve Me, which was yeah. a hell Mary. It was I was about to quit record. And what if he doesn't get that frustrated to put it together that way? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he was frustrated. <clears throat> And he said, you know what? I'm going to throw howitzer bombs at all y'all suckers. Take that. Still some of the heaviest songs he's done. Some of the weightiest ones. Yeah. Um, indeed. Continue, Alaska. My bad. So, I mean, you know, like you said, history will absolve me. Great record. The one that I first got into him on was, uh, which one was it? It was uh, Dower Candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and today I wrote nothing. Then today I wrote nothing was the one that really sealed it for me. It be the same excuses every time. It be the same excuses every time. Old dog, new tricks. Lied through the teeth like toothpicks. Not one to face the music. Just gave it a crude mix. If I'm in, the game fixed. Shifted blame, hedged all bets. Um, Did my part. Left no, undercover, no, no. Sure. dark, smart from the start. Yeah. That nigga was man blockhead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Classic, taking the uh, the idiotic Donald Rumsfeld line of known unknowns. It's a movie, isn't it? Also, the great, yeah, yep. great Errol Morris documentary about yep. Donald Rumsfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have this T-shirt, and I wear it to the gym all the time. And if you look at the album cover, it's basically a giant fucking car wreck at an intersection. Yes. And for some reason, every time I go in there, 
the uh, the woke white dude with the handlebar mustache is like, is that a rebel flag on your shirt? Wow. What the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> wow. it's a crosswalk. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, seeing, like, the X there, he's like. He sees what is that. Shout out to Shane Ingersoll who did that yeah. artwork. But I'm just, you know, I'm just like, all right. You really got to stop talking to me. See, you're really looking for that shit everywhere. But <laughs> right. go check out Billy Woods and then tell me if you think it's a fucking rebel flag. Right. Yeah, yeah, please. Yes. Yeah. Piece of shit. And then 2019, this dude uh, had the year of years fuck, man. with arguably DMX. album 1A and album 1B of 2019. Yeah. DMX reincarnate. And I, we talked about people that have dropped two albums a year. And literally, yeah. I'm not even going to lie, the only person that has done it to the level of DMX, we just not selling platinum records because that's not our goal, is Billy Woods. Yeah. Beginning of the year, end of the year. It's the same thing that X did. And I remember yeah. that year with X because you don't even remember. I, you, your memory pushes um, the second record a little bit. You're like, oh, shoot, that happened in the same year. Yeah. And yeah. that's what people are going to talk about when they start like hitting. Oh, my God. Last one, please take it from I me. I mean, these drop like three months apart. Yeah. <laughs> that's how crazy this shit was. I, was. I had hiding places and I was just getting into it. And I went over to um, Steel Tip Dove's crib to do the podcast with him. Shout out, Dove. And he, and he was like, yo, you know, Billy's dropping another record in like two weeks. And he just started playing it for me. And I was like, god damn. But um, yeah, I mean, Billy Woods, for me, hands down, artist of the decade. That's Indeed. fucking dope. All right. I'm going to fucking take it on home. I'm back clean up. All right. Uh my number one artist of the decade is motherfucking El Producto. Ooh. Number one. Ooh. Number one. So I think it's very clear after this decade, he is the greatest producer rapper of all time. Rapper, producer, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Like not even, not even a question. Like I love Q-Tip. I love Alchemist. It's time I love to Havoc. fuck shit up like they do in the future. Dog, he, he like... The cancer for cure was like seven years ago, and it's still yeah. hard as fucking shit. Pump this, pump this, pump this, pump this. So you should pump this shit like they do in the future. So you should pump this shit like they do in the future. So you should pump this shit like they do in the future. So you should pump this shit, pump this shit, pump this shit. So you should pump this shit like they do in the future. So you should pump this shit like they do in the future. So you should pump this shit like they do. So, this is, let me let me quantify for everybody out there because they don't know. All right, so Alaska has worked with this great man in the past, and this artist is me and Zilla's top artist. Like, this is our favorite. Most this is our this is our artist at the time. Anybody make little pyramids and little lists? All these lists they like. The, El Producto is at the top, and he's been at the top for me since '96. Mm. Mm. So deal with that. He's leaped every, and I y'all know I'm a hip hop purist, and it's and and I ain't gonna lie when it when it was happening, it was weird. Mm-hmm. I'm a pro black guy, and I'm spouting effusely about this white MC yep. from Brooklyn. And it didn't never waver. 
never wavered. And I have other people that nip at my number one, but LP is my all-time favorite artist. MC, producer, hip-hop practitioner, fucking Wiccan wizard of this boom-bap <laughs> shit. The Wiccan wizard. Yo, he's... I think his last 10 years, like, he... I've, I've said it on Twitter. I've said it probably on the show at some point. He's the only dude I know with a classic album in a group in Company Flow. Cl- masterpiece, mm-hmm. right? Then produce a masterpiece totally for someone else in Which one? Cole Vane. All right, masterpiece. He can, okay. Then, then he made, at the minimum, however you look uh-huh. at his solo career, to me, like, you know, uh, Fandam is like a big moment, but to me, I'll sleep when you're dead is a masterpiece. Like, that to me is his Mas- best. Mm-hmm. So he has 1. Every- 1.5 oh. masterpiece solo albums. And then mm-hmm. you get to, like, Cancer for Cure, which is kind of a letdown in a way, but it's still... Oh, it's still quality. But like, help, following up... It's a little... Yeah, but, like, following up, I'll sleep when you're dead. Like, I, to make go from a five-mic album to a four-mic album is no shame to me. So it's a four-mic yeah. album, and it's fucking slamming. So then you get from that, then you make rap music oh. for Killer Mike, his best album. So yes. now he produced oh the best solo work from somebody else. So he's done that. Yeah. So he's made he's made the the best group album almost ever with Colvane, along with mm-hmm. Fun Crusher, his own group. Then his own mm-hmm. solo masterpiece. Then produced another dude's solo masterpiece. Who's mm-hmm. done that? Made outside like I don't know Quincy Jones or some shit. Then and has produced top five five of the probably five of the top ten Dub Jokes tracks. Right. Easily. And then that's his production. Then this decade. You get the Run the Jewels phenomenon. Now, regardless of where they are right now in this world, Run the Jewels 2 is a fucking classic record. So in his third decade of doing this shit for real, he makes another group classic album that he's a part of. Come on. That's crazy. Come on. Like that career is unfuckwittable on every level. I don't give a fuck. He was never shooting for any of that. None of it. That stuff fell in his lap from hard work. He was not shooting for any of this shit. He became famous in his 40s. Right. Like, in terms of, like... This motherfucker's a millionaire now. He's a millionaire. And I remember, like, seeing... I remember... I remember catching him at Johnny Brenda's, which is where they filmed... um, Mm -hmm. If you're not from Philly, it's where they filmed all the scenes of... um, What's Homegirl from... um, From, like, Men in Black International and Valkyrie from Thor. What the fuck is her name? She's in Westworld. Oh, Oh, um, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, every scene where she's singing in Creed one and two, she's she's in that club in Philly yes. called Johnny Brenda's. Okay, it probably holds yeah. hundred fifty people max. Two hundred, two hundred, maybe two hundred, and that's tight, right? I seen L L yeah. walk by me to take a piss at that spot in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and now he's probably getting fifty racks a show. Like, let's be real, he's probably making fifty grand a show. All these festivals mm-hmm. and all that shit, and oh yeah, they make stadium, they make stadium music, right? Like that's yeah. one of the right. three words. So, stadium, stadium. So music. all of right. the, you know, and I've I've seen Run the Jewels twice, and it's a fucking cool show, you know, because they they do a lot of shit. But he, but outside of Run the Jewels, just him as an artist, like he's mastered the evolving of his sound. Like his sound is more stripped down than ever, but it's still his. It's still like eighties b boy punch you in your shit. You know what I mean? Like. And there's nobody that produces a Nobody. There's no clone copy or no gang out. It's st- it yeah. still has like ultra magnetic, you know, Rick Rubin, 
yeah. public enemy feel. Oh, it just doesn't have yeah. like the you know eighty four samples like there was on fucking you know Iron Galaxy or some shit. So he's I'll put I'll put a test and I'll put a test. He made and people don't even get that. He made a new Ice Cube record when he did rap music all day for yeah. Killer Mike. Though so he did the one That's joint, yeah, the is. one joint. I'm not sure if it was this decade or the last one, but he did the the driving down the block remix for um them corny ass dudes, oh, kids in the hall. Kids on the block. That joint Dr- is crazy. Down the His remix is, is fucking crazy. So he also like embraced. Resonant. Oh, the Trent Reznor shit. Crazy. But he he embraced like all the new Sonics, the new BPMs, like the down south. He was doing that shit early. He was on that shit. Yes, he on was. Fucking, I'll yeah. say when you're dead. He was on that shit, doing like 78 BPM, 70 BPM. He has a song that's so that's so. It um, it's almost unbearable to listen to, and it's one of my favorite songs. It's with Alec Empire. Z, what oh, that's on Handsome Boy. I hate that shit. That shit is too much. It's all, it's all yes, noise. Yes, and it's crazy. It's sound dissonance, but it is the greatest thing. He's rapping his ass off. That's all I gotta say. I can't even hear what the fuck he's saying. That's that that joint is so abrasive and harsh. I listen to that so much in my headphones, and that's I'm a headphone cat, yeah. so I listen to that in my headphones. Everybody go look that up on Handsome the Boy. Alec Empire joint. Alec Empire. Yeah, that joint's crazy. So that yeah. was like 99. But anyway, so he's... And so now his production's evolved. It's super current, but it's still him. And then let's talk about this motherfucker rhyming. This dude's okay. His he his flow evolved so much. Like listening, like I was playing the kid at my job was never heard of you know company flow. He likes running jewels. I was playing him fucking all that shit. I was playing him eight steps to perfection. I was playing him weight. I was playing him fire and what you burn. All that, and he was like, wow. He's a musician. He was like, man, his flow is like kind of like this scattered, like run along sentence type shit. And he's so in pocket now. With all the punching, yeah, like all that Remember shit. Remember the punches back in the day, right? Whereas now, like he's so in pocket with the flow, but he still gives you that like oh, holding my nuts shit. Like he didn't. He's just like refined and updated everything about what he does. You know what I mean? Without totally being a fucking sucker about it. You know what I mean? Without probably like, no, like I'm a young hip guy. It's like, nah, like, I'm 40, you know what I mean? Fuck that. Like, this is what it's been. I'm wearing the fucking black denim and shit. That's just, that's just it. Like, I don't care. You know, I'm not going to go to the gym all of a sudden. Like self-awareness. The self-awareness is, like, so pristine, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, for somebody that we knew, he was always looking for himself or mm-hmm. looking for his style. He's so comfortable in his style now. Whether whether he really is or not, it's just the way he's projecting it. I'm just proud of the kid. I'm, I really am. I'm just... I, I'm so happy because Z and, and Z noticed, Alaska, you noticed, they, he, he was fine. They, nobody needed to know about him, but now everybody does. Right. Yeah. And I, well, that's it, why I'm about it. It's also because, like, he was kind of, like, written off as dead in the water after Jooks ended. Right. You think so? Oh, totally. Uh, I do. Oh, like, I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like, I think maybe he would have had, like, Ace's career. You know, yeah. like at, at the best, like that was best case scenario. I think that's that's a good point. You Where's know, like people, what what happened? Nobody, nobody predicted. Like that. dog, all his beats were no. on the fucking Black Panther trailers. That's him. Yes, that's him. And then how yeah. many fucking Marvel covers have they made dedicated around the jewels? Yeah, Marvel fucking yeah. comics. And listen, Aesop to me still is like higher than L on my personal list of rappers. 
But nobody at fucking Marvel with them 8,000 variants was doing shit for Labor Days and Skeleton, bro. They weren't yeah, they yeah. weren't touching base with that. They were fucking with that Run the Jewel shit, left yeah. and right. Run and and this is in shade. Um, nah, I love they it. They have Asa. that mural. Um, no. They have that Run the Jewels, uh, tag, tag the Jewels. They have murals all over the world, like all over the world. I was following it. Like people started making murals doing the um the the gun thing and the fist signal of like yeah. Colossus and Rogue or Daffy Duck and Bugs. Like it was just amazing artwork. They they rate they made something called Meow the Jewels where they remixed yeah. their record using cats. Yeah, I thought that was like that's not ridiculous. I thought that that's was like the phenomenon. stupidest fucking thing in the world. I was like, that's so. But, but he I'm made it as a joke, guy, and then people put the their money up, and he was like, oh down. shit, we gotta do it. You know what I mean, like, we're... and then they sent he got some dope cat sounds from some good producers, like, <laughs> like I Just Blaze and Prince Paul. Yeah, sent him. Just Blaze sent him a crazy cat pack with like he sent him this crazy cat pack with the sounds and shit. Yeah, Dude, I'm listening to what we're talking about. Yeah, he's just like that's incredible. The merchandise, oh, see, pages and pages around the jewels, hoodies and the fucking shirts and the sweaters and the fucking weed grinders Models and decks. And I mean, it's crazy. Lunch boxes. Oh, I just think I just think everything he's done for since '96, but then even like in this decade, was never like, yeah, you know what, things are going this way. I'm a ride it that way. It's like he's. He's aware enough, like I said, where it's like hold, hold, he can do shit for like Killer Mike, who's the most down south motherfucker ever, without it being like him cashing in all of his Brooklyn indie cred to do it. Like that's really hard to pull off. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, yo, in 2014, 2012, 2010, 20, people ain't really trying to rock over fucking b-boy alpha type shit like that on that type of level. You know what I mean? But he has like. Right, so he just he moved around, but it's like he just like when he did that big beast song, you know, on on, on Killer Mike's oh album God. with Bun B and Ti and all. I was like, man, this motherfucker mm-hmm. didn't really do all this shit back then. Like back then, you you, yeah. you wouldn't think the fucking guy from Dev Jokes is like, yeah, I'm gonna do a joint with with Ti and Bun B. Yep, that, that'll work. That shit yeah. is hard. You know what I mean? It's just hard. Although Bun Bun B fucking loved LP. He did. Yeah. When we played uh, when we played Houston on the um. I'll sleep when you're dead. Tour, Bun B came to the show. Wow. He chilled with us on the bus. Oh shit! He fucking oh, exclusive uh, He got on stage. Yeah, he wow. got on stage uh, during L set, and they um, we had a cameraman with us. My man Shawnee Cameras was uh, out on the road with us, and he had like a big fucking like head of hair, and uh, Bun B shaved his head on stage. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Never, never again. Never to be duplicated. We got one of a yeah. kind, once in a lifetime hip hop events happening, y'all. This is call out culture, man. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you watch the Hangar 18, um, uh, highly anticipated video, Bum B is in it. Wow. There's a scene nice. on the bus with Bum B in it. Wow. That's fucking dope. Salute dude. to God, yo. Salute Bum yeah. B. Salute so so Bun Bun is like he has his ear to the. To the indie world for sure. Wow. Oh, always. Bun yeah. snatch Westside. Westside's on Bun's last joint. That traumatic. I mean, he was no, the no, underground Benny. king, right? Yes. Yeah, and Benny. No, Benny was at the. No, Benny was at the other sessions. Anyway, one of them, one or two or three of them, is on the record. Yeah. No, yeah. That shit is great. Well, that's it. That's the decade, man. Fucking Milo, Mike Eagle, Bronson, fucking uh, Westside Gun, Quelly Chris. Who the fuck? LP. Who else did we say? 
Arm and Hammer. Uh, Arm and Hammer, Billy Woods. Arm and Hammer. Yo, we got the best list, bro. Black Milk. We got the and Black Milk. We got the best yeah, list. We good. ain't got no goddamn fucking typical Black bullshit. And Black Milk. Yeah, this is this is yeah, why you yeah. fuck with us. You fuck with us because we 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 are real people that know good music and aren't trying to like shoehorn someone and look fucking cool. I'm here fucking drinking Miller Light, watching Fuck That's Delicious. And that's what the life is going to be, man, because these are the best artists of the decade as per us. And if you got a problem with that, yep. well, I don't care. Our list is better than yours. You're going to have some corny bullshit on your list to try to appease your fucking kid sister <laughs> or try to impress me on Twitter. Post Malone and Flying Lotus Nah, the bro. best decades. Nah, bro, eat a dick. I don't want to hear that shit. No, it needs I to like, be LP. Like, well, if your like list it. don't have LP and fucking Billy Woods and all these dudes, you're a cornball. Get out of here. Let's be real. If you don't have Billy Woods, Arm and Harry, if you don't have any of these you people, if you don't have Quelly Chris you on your list, sus. if you don't have Quelly Chris, you're a bum. Yo, I looked at this stupid-ass complex list of the 50 <laughs> albums, and they didn't have hiding places on it. You're, you're bums. And they, and they really got shamed. They, everybody that was comedy. Who they have? Fucking Jesus places. is King? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, mean, they had, I mean, they had like... Um, you know, Jesus is King, name? number one they again. Jesus, no, it's 50. <laughs> Jesus is King was 50. Number 50? 50? Oh, that's Ray. fucking you know 9,000. That's the 9,000 best album of this week. The it's fuck out of here. really bad. Come on, man. I don't want it to. No, Alaska, uh, cut that out. I don't give that motherfucker ain't getting no. No, nah, I'll keep no it in there. Because fuck no, fuck that. <laughs> this is called our culture, man. We call that shit. That shit is cool. Kanye gets no plate. Yo, man, he, th- he thinks he changed the world because he put Kenny G on the song of Malice. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Cornball. Nah, bro, you need Bronson. Building a Kanye city. You need you need Kenny Siegel and Milo. You don't need no Jesus is King shit. That's what you need. No, please don't. <laughs> a lot of these motherfuckers have been propping up Kanye since my dark, beautiful, twisted fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they just been propping this dude up because he gets some clicks and gets some attention. Yeah, bro, get out of here. Motherfucker hasn't dropped anything worth a goddamn since then. All right, chill with that. Jesus is my shit. Chill with all that. Jesus is my shit. Watch the throne is my shit. That's my shit. No, wait, wait, wait. He goes, he goes. Um, Pablo got my shit. Pablo. You have a company like Polaroid. You have a company like Polaroid, whose creative director is Lady Gaga. I like some of Gaga's songs, but what the fuck she know about cameras? Colaco. <laughs> All I know about Lady Gaga is right. the Star Is Born is still my shit, and I will play that. Yeah, All it's funny. You, you cried during the Star is Born. I watched Creed 2 and I was. Yeah, bro, I thought the movie was kind of fucking boring, bro. I saw my dad in the theater. It was kind of. I, uh, I loved it. Thought it's all right. So good. I, I thought the first one was up. way better. First Lady one was Gaga way better. wore a meat dress. She wore a dress made of meat. I will never Yo, forget it. Yo, Shasta Stallone. The, the difference, Creed. What's up? Creed 1 is like Rocky 2. Like in the yeah. way yeah. the action is a little accelerated, yep. and Creed yep. Two is like Rocky One, where it's hella slow. That's true. That, I think maybe that's why I, I like it. Creed, Creed Two is very, very slow, and it's really just about like him and his family. Steve, did you like Rocky One, or do you just know about it fondly? Like, did you like it, or do you just? I, lo- you know, I love I, me. Like? I, I love Rocky One because it's slow. I like that. Oh, okay. It's, him, it's about him just being a bum ass fucking South Philly dude. Yeah, yeah. Or Kensington well, ass, dude. He's in Kensington. Rocky 2 is where it picked up. And Rocky, Rocky 3 is the best one. Rocky 1, yeah, Rocky 1, he didn't win. And a lot of my yeah. folks back home, we wasn't, we wasn't fucking with that. Like, uh, Rocky, Rocky 3 is the best because he's scared. He, he, he accomplished everything and now he's scared of losing. And Clubber Lion wants oh, yeah. to fucking kill him. Yeah. But Creed 2, Creed 2 is good. It's just like, to me, it was like, I kept waiting to get pumped up and I was like, all right, 
kept waiting and waiting, and it was over. And I was like, all right. It wasn't bad. That last fight was hella good. That last fight was dope. That was dope. But yeah, he's. That's a good fucking movie, man. I recommend Creed too. Yeah. Right, let's wrap it up, motherfucker. All right. Call out culture. Cool. Best. Yeah, I got like four percent battery left. All right, so. it's a good hustle, man. All right. Call out culture. Oh, we got Cobalt CDs still on pre-order. Hopefully they're they're out by the time this joint come out. And we got Cobalt. We got shrapnel patches incoming. Shrapnel patches. Get your shrapnel scullies. It's shrapnel time. Nice. Straight up. Goddamn. All right. All right, fellas. Later. Peace out.